like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke. And with me, as always, is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are in our second week of Through the Cracks, which is the theme for December 2020. And these are 2020 movies that uh, we missed and we almost didn't see the year they came out. And we are catching them right before the year ends. And, oh, can't wait for this year to end. Um, hopefully, listeners, you're staying safe and uh, you know staying away from the, the virus that's still spreading like wildfire. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, if you are new to the podcast, Corey and I have been doing this for a while now um, in an effort to make sure we watch at least one new movie every week, or at least one of us does, as uh, we pick our themes and we pick the movies based on movies that we've never seen before. And uh, this week, Corey picked Mulan from uh, the new uh, live action remake from 2020 that is currently available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but before we get into our review of Mulan, we like to catch up with how things have been and what we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So, Corey... How's it going? I'm glad it's a weekend, but tomorrow's family cookie baking day, so that'll be a little tiring, uh, but it's fun. But we literally legitimately like bake cookies for like the whole day. Mm. I've sworn off sugar cookies. I will have nothing to do with that anymore. Oh, so good. Or... They are so much work. Like... Uh- the recipe makes so many dozen, so many. I love sugar cookies. I love to eat them, but, and like you end up making so many that you have to put the batter back in the fridge so it can firm back up, pull it back out. You have to do that like all day. And then after you have them all baked and you have arthritis or carpal tunnel syndrome from cutting out the cookies and re-rolling the dough, you have to like, you have to ice them all. Hmm. <laughs> it's, so much work nobody no one can appreciate how much work goes into sugar cookies unless they bake them i feel the same way about key lime pie oh so i seems hard in general unless you're doing like a jello pie or something but you know those yeah are- mm. and i've made i think that was the time that i made my one homemade crust and i swore never again why would you do that when you can just that's one thing that i'll just buy ready-made and i'll use it and if you know people can deal yeah, I'm, I'm not a baker. I love baking. I love people that bake because uh, then I get to eat that food. But I'm not. I would bring it. you cookies tomorrow. I'll just help her right know. over. It's probably better that you're in Idaho for that reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I love I love it. It's fun, and my family gets together and does it every year. It's just it is work, guys. So if anyone brings you homemade baked goods, know that a lot of love and time went into it. I am making uh, corned beef and cabbage tomorrow. I love that dish. Me too. My wife and I, it's, it's well, actually all three of us, my wife and my daughter and I all love uh, that dish. And I, I was grocery shopping on Walmart uh, website because I, I don't like going into grocery stores right now if no. I can avoid it. So I do like the you know online order pickup kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always fun because uh, a lot of I've taught a lot of people now for a long time. So very often the person who's bringing my groceries out knows me. Um, that was the case oh, today. Funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always like, 
I I wanted to be a famous musician, you know, when, when, even when we first met, that's what I was trying to do. And uh, so being a teacher in a small town gives you that kind of feeling because you get recognized and you randomly hear people shout your name. And it's always, you know, uh, it's a fun feeling because you're just standing and you're like, Mr. Burkerfield. You're like, oh, what? What's happening? Um, but uh, that's a lot to yell quickly. <laughs> it is. It is. A lot of people say Mr. B to be okay. real. That's, most of my students call me that. So, um, but uh I had ordered. They it just like popped up. It was like corned beef. I'm like that sounds pretty great. I don't want to do oh, corned beef and cabbage. Um, yeah. So that that's I'm gonna make that tomorrow, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then, um, I don't I don't think I have too much to do. We have one week left before Christmas break, and I am all planned up for next week. Oh, nice. uh, I have some things to grade that are gonna be trickling in over the weekend probably, but for the most part, I am just uh, you kind of coasting into Christmas break. Um, trying to, to wind down a little bit because this has been a crazy stressful year in all sorts of different ways. But, you know, otherwise it's been pretty nice. It's been cool here. Uh, not a little cold, but not... Like, I think one day there was frost on my windshield, but then it's been normal every other day. So it's like, you know, it's just cool in the, like, maybe in the 40s or, like, low 50s in the morning, and then it's up to, like, 70 in the afternoon. So it's that kind of nice weather for us is it uh still snowing up there it was trying to snow today i think it was supposed to snow on wednesday and it didn't it's been being like 17 or 19 when i wake up in the morning and then getting up to like 27 or 30 during the day yeah it's cold well um i've as as uh is the norm i've watched quite a bit uh have you been watching anything since the last time we recorded I have watched a couple movies. Well, I will let you go first. Okay. I finally watched Rare Exports. Um, I just don't feel like I'm on my game this year. Like, I didn't... Sorry I'm saying like a lot. I'm really tired. Um, Me too. I uh, haven't... I didn't watch a lot of horror movies around, you know, Halloween, which that's my favorite genre, so... I watch them mm-hmm. all the time, but, and I usually like to watch like horror Christmas movies, but I haven't watched any, but I did watch Rare Exports because I think that Mike told us about that a long time ago and that I think that you liked it. I have not seen it from what oh, I'm seeing. I tell stories. Uh, someone talked about it. I think it was Mike, maybe not, um, but they do have it if you want to see it. They have it on Shutter, but if you don't have that, they also have it streaming on Amazon. Um, it wasn't my favorite movie, but it's entertaining. I watched the animated Mulan in preparation for this. I think that oh, was a, did. I did. I think it was a little much for me, myself and I, because um, I watched them each two days in a row. Well, yeah, I watched the animated yeah. one Wednesday and then the live action yesterday. And I'm still watching The Office. I need to find out when that leaves Netflix because I've got to finish it again. And that's it. I think it's soon, um, <gasps> to be honest, but I, I don't know because it seems like they keep saying that, but. Uh, I've confirmed I've not seen Rare Exports, but it is on my watch list. So someone definitely told us to watch it. Okay. Um, it appears to be on Hulu as well. So um, it's everywhere. Yeah. It. Uh, wow. It's on. Uh, it says it's on Prime, although that could be that it's Prime with Shutter, because they do that sometimes where it like crosses over. It's apparently free on Vudu with ads and free on Two uh, B TV with ads. It's on Hulu. It's on Hoopla, which is it available with you have a local library service. Oh. Um. And Shutter, so yeah, it's on a lot of options. I'm gonna have to check that out because um, I like 
for Christmas movies myself. It does appear to be uh, another language too, huh? Yes. I want to say oh, Swedish. Like three minutes? Yeah, but I'm maybe. in. I'm in. Totally yeah. in. I'm going to yeah. have to check that out. Um, I've watched quite a bit uh, myself. Um, I just finished uh, watching the most recent episode of Mandalorian, which continues to be awesome, um, or at least really good. And uh, I I got um, asked to watch a Netflix series called Dash and Lily. Um, which is great because it's it's a it's an eight episode uh, series, and I think there could be a second season. It definitely could also end with season, with this season, but um, it's set at Christmas, so I really enjoy that element of it. It is kind of like a teenage romance, um, like seventeen eighteen year old romance, um, but it's got like a cool kind of like how they meet is really intriguing, and there's a mystery kind of element to it, but like a a playful mystery, not like a dark crime mystery like it's more like um who's who are you kind of mystery you know and um it has uh the the kids in paper towns and a couple other movies he's not the lead in paper towns but i like him he's like the comic relief in paper towns and um the girl i don't know but she's the both the, the actors are really really good i enjoyed their performances a whole lot so that's worth checking out um i watched the netflix original film uh directed by David Fincher called Mank, which is about oh. uh, Henry Mankiewicz, the writer of Citizen Kane. Um, it's Herman, I think. I always do that. I keep screwing up his name. Um, and uh, we, we covered that on the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. So if you want to hear my full thoughts on Mank, check it out. I, I really enjoyed it, though. I'm a big Fincher fan in the first place. But, does it uh, then, that have a Man of Siegfried in it? It does, and also Gary Oldman. Oh! He's the titular character Mank. Um, uh But... Um, Netflix has had a series like something like blank that made us. They've done like toys that made us. Uh, they did movies that made us last year, which I haven't watched, but I really want to because Ghostbusters is in it. Um, and I really liked it. It's like a docu-series where they do like they take something and then the, how that uh, affected us, how it affected culture. And uh, they released uh, holiday movies that made us. Um, there's only two episodes, but it's uh, they did an episode on Elf and an episode on Nightmare Before Christmas. And I loved both episodes. It was really great. Easy watch. Um, you know, it's just nostalgia, you know, all over the place. Um, I rewatched Home Alone, A Christmas Carol, the uh, Robert Zemeckis one, which is because that's the next episode of the um, uh, Blank Check podcast is the A Christmas Carol. Um, I rewatched Home Alone 2. In fact, I'm not quite done with that. I was actually, I've been watching it over days because I've seen that movie like a dozen times and I just like to throw Christmas movies on in the background. Uh, much like you love uh, horror films, I am a big fan of Christmas movies, um, so I like to throw them on and just kind of enjoy them. And I, I've seen them so many times, I don't have to watch them from beginning to end uh, to get something from them. And I watched uh, Mulan the other day. Um, I feel like I watched something else. Well, in my uh, my uh, film classes, I've watched Black Klansman with my Film Three Honors group. Uh, I've watched uh, Frankenstein. Uh, part of Frankenstein from 1931. We finished that on Tuesday. Um, but I watched Dracula from 1931 uh, from the original Universal Monster Pictures, which is why I, I sent you the video of Keanu Reeves being awful in Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, which I contest is a garbage movie. And um, what was the other movie we just finished? Oh, and we finished His Girl Friday uh, in my, my film one class. Um, so a lot of like oh, you know, movies I've seen before, but a lot of rewatches for class and some just for the holidays. Um, and that's the gist of it. Um, 
yeah and uh we'll be matt and i are going to be covering um oh what's it called uh sound of metal which is the new riz ahmed film um he's a drummer where he loses his hearing and he's like trying to or he's losing his hearing so he has to like cope with it he had a, a pretty big buzz uh in the um film festival circuit before uh it's released which is now on prime so looking forward to checking that one out and we'll be watching uh a netflix original for our podcast and we'll get to that in a little bit um but that's what we've been watching uh i think ready to get into mulan yeah all right well we will be right back uh this might be a short episode today i don't know i just realized how fast we got through what we've been watching that's probably like the fastest we've ever done that um but Hey, you know, sometimes uh, when you're tired, you just got to get through things. So we'll be right back with our review of Mulan from 2020. All right, we're back. And uh, let's look at the stats. So Mulan uh, was supposed to get a big theatrical release. It was going to be one of the big 2020 releases. Um, You know, there was a lot of hype going into it. And COVID happened. Uh, So this movie got pushed back indefinitely at first. And then Disney did kind of the, the big shock was that they decided to release it on Disney Plus. Now, um, this is becoming a norm as we see HBO Max getting ready to do the same thing uh, with the Warner Brothers slate. Oh. The big difference is Disney Plus did this in a kind of, I don't know, a little bit of a shady way. I mean, like we 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 had theatrical releases went straight to like rental VOD, like Voodoo or iTunes, and they were twenty to thirty dollars to rent the movie, like same day they were in theaters. Disney did the same thing. It was thirty dollars to rent Mulan when it came out in September. But you also had to have a subscription in order to rent it. So it was going to be 10 bucks for the month plus $30 to rent it. And that seemed a little high. And technically it wasn't renting it because you once you paid the $30, you have it forever. But the catch with that is at some point it was going to hit Disney Plus just for anyone who was a subscriber, which is what just happened and why we decided to watch this. Is it? I think on December 4th, three months after its official release date, um, it was made available for anybody who has a subscription to Disney+. Plus. Uh, the film is directed by Nikki Caro, uh, stars, oh boy, uh, Yifei Lu, I'm so sorry, Donnie Yen, <laughs> Lee Gong, um, Jet Li, I didn't even realize Jet Li was in this, to be honest. Uh, I, I do now, like now that I see his name. Jason Scott Lee, who, if I'm not mistaken, is in the Bruce Dragon, the Bruce Lee story which I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, that's his big claim to fame. Didn't realize he was in this. Um, I'm going to go down the list here because there's somebody I care about more than everyone else. I also don't know character names in this movie very well. Um, Like, what was the witch's name? I guess she's Lee Gong. Um, That would make sense, given her ranking of uh, on here. Ah, Jimmy Wong. Um, I am a magic nerd. I don't know if you guys know that. I play Magic the Gathering. Uh, I've played now for about five years, uh, on and off. Um, but uh, there is a, a YouTube series that I'm a big fan of called The Command Zone. And uh, Jimmy Wong is one of the two co-hosts of that show. He's also an actor. And uh, he's in this movie. And I was very excited. when I, I knew he was in it before watching it, but I was very excited when I saw him on the screen. And also that he had lines. He wasn't just like an extra in the background. Like This is like a legit like casting for him so it was cool uh as a fan of his magic series to see him like on a movie in my territory you know i was like hey look at that there's the dude obviously it's his territory because he's an actor but you know what i'm saying um like i feel i still feel like a a noob to magic where movies i feel quite quite skilled and versed in um 
the movie has a 66 meta score, a 5.5 IMDb user score, and I am going to get the Rotten Tomato score because I don't usually care um, to do that for our podcast. However, this movie had a lot of hype. So it has a 73 uh, on the thermometer, and but a 49 audience score. Um, Corey, what did you think of Mulan? Because this was your pick for the week. Or for the second, first pick of the month, but first pick this wow of the week. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I liked some elements of it. There were some really cheesy elements to it also, though. Um, I did like the ending, and I did like Mulan. Yeah. It, um, and we should note, uh, you, you just said you watched the animated one for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never seen the animated one. Uh, and no, no protest. It just came out at the wrong time for me because I think it's '96 that the animated one came out, which means I was a freshman in high school and I had uh, very little interest in cartoons at that point. Um, and to be honest, it, I was probably like it's for girls because I was a dumb high school kid in the '90s, and that's what masculinity was then. It was like if it was for a girl, you couldn't enjoy it, which I think is stupid now. But at the time, totally would have probably been my mindset. So. I completely had, I didn't see Pocahontas. I didn't see that. I didn't see Emperor's New Groove. I didn't like any, basically the whole slate of Disney things that come out at the later, the late nineties, I have probably not seen Um, with, I think the exception of Hercules and Hercules. I saw solely, I didn't see it then. I saw it about 10 years ago because I got really into Percy Jackson and I wanted anything to do with Greek mythology. So that was like, Hey, I've never seen Hercules. I'll watch Hercules. Um, But I had, so neither of us had a, a pre-attachment to this character or this story, uh, which I think probably helped us a little because a lot yeah. of people were complaining about this movie going in that there was not going to be any music, that uh, Mushu wasn't in it. Mm. And uh, did that help or hurt your take on this? Uh, it helped. <laughs> mm. I So we've talked about Disney movies before. I mean, you know, there are some disney movies that have really great music the little mermaid oh aladdin yes you know there are so many that have such dude even cinderella i will sing cinderella to you all day um so such good music but while i thought there were a couple of cheesy parts in the live action mulan i definitely thought there was some cheesy stuff in the animated movie too and i was actually going to mention the music that i thought it was pretty terrible i'm Mm. a stevie wonder fan but he did a song apparently with 98 degrees for the uh credits it is so bad so bad and just like the music just doesn't seem to fit the movie very well and it's just i don't think it's good anyway well uh that I, I've not heard like anything really negative about the music, but it definitely doesn't seem like one of the big like standouts when it comes to the Disney slate of, of musical uh, movies. I mean, like even recently, I mean, Moana's amazing soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. And then Beauty and the Beast soundtrack is a pretty impressive. Oh, I love yeah, several I of the songs. Um, the, but for me, I have been a big uh, opponent to all of the Disney live action remakes. And I'm not even opposed to remakes, but to me, if you're going to remake it, I want you to do it different. I don't want you to take the animated movie and then just do it again live. I want you to, to re- reimagine it. And that, like Beauty and the Beast failed at that like horribly. Lion King, they literally just made a different animated style movie 
and took the soul out of all the characters and it's not it's not good jungle book was meh but you know they did change it up a bit with jungle book it wasn't an exact remake um i thought cinderella did a good job of kind of bringing in more of the traditional fairy tale element to the disney version of it and it was entertaining but um and aladdin i ended up liking it but let's be real that's the will smith show if will smith isn't there it's not gonna work uh he's the only reason I found that to be engaging. Plus, they did redo the songs to be more in Will Smith's vein of rap music, which worked because Will Smith's... Not, well, I don't necessarily think he's like the best rapper or anything, but he's made some pretty catchy rap songs over the years, usually movie-themed, right? Like, no, if you don't like the Men in Black song, I don't know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that song's great. Um, and Willie style what? <laughs> right. So, um... I, you know, not really knowing any of the songs from Mulan, I was kind of like, man, this must not have much to, uh, you know, to be memorable. Um, but uh, I was excited when I heard that they were making all these changes. And they were trying to make like a gritty war movie. And I was like, cool. I don't think they made a gritty war movie. Mm -hmm. I think there are gritty war elements. But I think um, like right away, what took me not out of it, but made me immediately like on the defensive about it was uh, the opening action sequence if you want to call it that where she's chasing a chicken and she ends up on the roof and when she falls off the roof uh she like does this miraculous save where she like shoves her staff into a like wood plank on the floor and like balances herself and lands on her feet but it looks terrible it looks so fake and it like i don't need things to look real but it just looked bad and i'm like this is a big disney blockbuster movie there's no excuse for bad visual effects with this company like if this were like an a24 film and something looks a little off cool if this was like a 1950s film and something looks a little off all right got it they didn't have the technology a disney film in 2020 that was meant to be a big theatrical release you don't have an excuse for bad visual effects if you rush the movie that was someone's poor decision like don't rush it it needs to look good and it, it doesn't there's a few scenes that i think look really bad and i think the visuals seem to be like action related to me they are a hundred percent yeah the action sequences look bad um even some of the cinematography though i don't think it's just the visual effects and it might be the the compositing of the visual effects that looks bad and so it's not necessarily the camera work but there there were just shots where it just looks fake like everything about it looks fake and not in a way that looks intentional just in a way that looks like the lighting is off or that um the the um oh man the depth of focus the depth of field excuse me is is off and i i was it was bugging me and i don't usually notice those little details unless they are so bad that they stand out and that's what i felt this movie kept doing um i didn't think any of the performances were particularly bad i thought that a lot of the characters were compelling i had no attachment to any of the characters i heard the side characters from the cartoon kind of get downplayed a bit in this but i don't have any comparisons because i still haven't seen the animated film so i wasn't i had no issues with that um the i do know that the whole thing of like chi is not really in the animated movie am i right with that yeah i they like really kept going on and on and on about it i just felt like there were so many weird things in this movie that i need to wait until spoilers but uh, yeah, I don't remember them really talking about it, you know. 
in the animated mm-hmm. one. And that was my understanding. And like, if you know, I've I've watched martial art films for a long time. I was a big fan of martial arts movies when I was a kid. Um, I you know I watched all different types. Uh, and so like cheese, and you know I was into martial arts outside of movies too. So like I've always heard chi and. Uh, if you've played any like fighting games, you've heard the references to chi. It's like channeling your inner strength, and uh, it's in legend and stuff. You could like project it out as like a fireball or whatever. Um, and that's kind of what they're hinting at here, but it seems so forced, almost like a, an afterthought. Of, like we need to explain why they can do things. Like chi, we'll just use chi. White people know about chi, right? Like it felt a little pandering. Um, like we we just couldn't watch her be awesome. Like there had to be some mythical force behind her being awesome, you know. Um, I can't. I I listened to um, a review a while back when this movie first came out. I think on Slash Film, and I don't remember who the guest was on that episode, but she was like, she made some really great points about kind of like this movie is about like female empowerment, and yet it feels like it's about female empowerment in like this kind of like like ignorant way like i'm saying like is like oh she can't just be great she has to have some kind of ability that makes her great she can't be better than all the male soldiers unless she has chi you know both of the women in this movie that mm -hmm. you know which is i think uh a big i think that was one of the complaints but we're probably we probably are and it's my fault we're, we're probably leaning towards spoilers so let's do that uh from the initial interactions it sounds like neither of us hated the movie, but neither of us loved the movie. Agreed. I feel like I probably would have enjoyed it a little more if I could have seen it on the big screen, though, with, you know, sound all around me. But, um, yeah, from here on out, guys, we're going to talk about Mulan from 2020. And spoilers, you've been warned. And again, you can watch this on Disney Plus if you have a subscription now. Uh, so it's it's relatively uh, uh, easily to get uh, much easier than it was three months ago where you had to pay 30 bucks. Um, so you said there were some things you wanted to mention, uh, in spoilers. Yeah. So uh, the Phoenix. Ah, yep. The Phoenix. Like in the animated movie, I'm pretty sure that it like helped her, but in this movie, it just follows her, but it's supposed to be like watching out for her and doing all this stuff in that scene, the final like fight where it like flies up behind her and the wings are behind her. So I thought it was so cheesy. I'm sorry. Mm. It's like, really? She's balancing. Wasn't that when that was one of those, uh, uh, scenes that wasn't the best looking where they were on the beam or maybe it was right yeah. after the beam. Um, yeah. I just felt like real bad. they just did so many things that were weird in this movie. Like the witch isn't even in the animated one. I didn't think so. Right. Like she's, it's like a real war. Yeah. In the animated one where this one, they're like, Nope, it's a, it's a war of witchcraft and she turns into animals and apparently anybody. Um, and like is awesome. I mean, but yeah, they did make there? it like, a. A, a power well i mean awesome because she's like crushing everybody like although she's subservient for no apparent reason um or at least maybe i don't know i definitely feel like i zoned out a lot in this movie i was just like okay this feels like it's gonna be a, a chore to get through um and and that like it stinks because like when there is like a few little character moments there's not as i don't feel like there's enough character moments in this movie um especially like outside of her um it it feels like it's 
downplayed. Like it's like the guys are here. We make a joke next, and it's like, oh, you stink. Okay, next, and it's like, all right. Um, but uh, the the phoenix thing also in this feels like it's supposed to be a metaphor, but it's like not because it's there like there is a phoenix like it's we see the phoenix why do we see it if it's not there um but yeah i i don't and it really it's a weird choice for a metaphor because the phoenix rises from the ashes and i don't feel like mulan was really like rising from the ashes well i mean you know? she was shamed and bringing yeah. shame upon her family but now she can redeem herself i don't really know i thought the music was better in this one <laughs> let's the score, yeah, yeah the I score. had no issue with the score. Yeah, no, it was the, fine. The song with the credits was not bad. I just don't feel like either of them have songs that you would like sing to. I guess, obviously, like even the credit song on this one, but the animated song, I animated movie. That I guess when I think of Disney songs, that's what I think of. Like, does it get stuck in my head? Do I want to sing it? I don't know. Just weird. Yeah. Oh, I get that. Um, yeah. <sighs> so, I'm reading, was there actually a phoenix in, um, the animated, or was it Mushu the dragon, and then the phoenix in the live action? Um, I thought that Mushu was supposed to be a, f no, he was a dragon, that's uh, right. He's a dragon. Is that Eddie Murphy? It is Eddie Murphy, yeah, it's, it's uh, his second animated sidekick role, um, because then he'll be Donkey. Actually, I'm sorry. That's his first animated sidekick role, and then he'll be Donkey, which is what I said, but I said it wrong at the beginning. Here, something else that I don't understand either is the animated one is like right at an hour and 30 minutes, and this live-action one is a, almost two hours, and I don't really see what they added to the movie that needed 30 extra minutes. Um, I can't speak to that. Uh, I did, when, I, when we were going in to watch it, I was like, there's no way the animated one's two hours. But I was, like, again, because... I knew they had changed things. I was like, well, hopefully it's for the, for the better, you know, it's to make the war scenes more, more, you know, prominent or something. And yeah, I, I, I definitely was just like, okay, all right. Okay. Can we please move forward? Like her, like the witch and her having like the side conversation and the witch, like challenging her and all that. It's just like, whatever, man. Um, do they focus? Like, do you get a lot of the villains perspective? Um, in the animated movie? We get some. I feel like it's more... Personal, I guess. I feel like they... I don't know. It's all just well, bleeding together. Sure. I mean, you did watch them two days in a row. And no attachment to either. Um, that's the thing. I don't... I didn't hate this movie or anything like that. But I definitely found it to be a little boring. Um, and I, I think it's a shame because I do think the story is good and I think it's awesome to have this female empowerment story, but, um, especially like, you know, my understanding and I, I've never lived in China or anything like that, but my understanding is that the Chinese culture, women are, are subservient more often than not, depending on various things. But, um, and that was like, you know, the, the big thing with Mulan and the anime was her like cutting her hair so she could hide and she doesn't do that here. I don't know if there is a reason um for her not to cut her hair but that seems like that scene is like when having never seen the animated movie i am familiar with that sequence of her you know cutting her hair and um i i you know i don't know if they downplay too much i'm, I'm definitely not an expert on the subject and in this movie again 
it did not do a great job of really pulling me in and making me want to watch. And if anything, I... that that first bad visual pushed me away. Do you want to say this? Um, that it had a very, very big change from the animated movie that I did like. It, well, there were some, there were some other changes. So at the end of the other movie, I think it's the the captain or whatever. She falls in love with him in the animated one, and he comes to her family's home to see her. And it just seemed like she would probably be courted or something. But in this one, they just kind of touched hands and then parted ways. And that doesn't come up again. And I kind of liked that that happened. I, I like the I was afraid of that, too, because that's like kind of the, the standard Hollywood trope would be like the female finds that she really needs a man to like be fulfilled. And so at the end, like, like that they come to her and they initially think that she's going to be like arrested or punished. And instead, she's like awarded. It, I like that a lot. Um, I, I'll admit that, that part actually did get Got me a little, me. and I yeah. choked up just a little bit. Um, um, and I think in the animated one, she like turns down that position and just goes home. Um, it, probably to, to get married, like you were saying, pretty much. And in this one, that we hear that she goes on to become a great leader. So, I mean, at least the ending was good. Yeah, that's true. It it stuck the landing pretty solid, and probably was one of the bigger issues with the original because it's ninety six, and the princess story was still kind of like very traditional, right? The princess needed a prince. That was the end all. I liked her sister in this one too. Um, that you know that she's going, I guess, more for the matchmaker acceptable yeah accepting of the matchmaker thing but she still supports her sister and mm -hmm. loves her you know um yeah 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 i had no no i honestly i don't really feel like i had any issues with any of the characters or anything no. um i i liked a lot of that i just felt i can't even tell you what it was that was like would need to be cut it just, there's so much I feel like I don't remember. Like, there's scenes that just feel the same. You know, like, okay, here's another battle sequence that doesn't look good, nor is it very compelling. And again, I love martial art movies. I liked a couple of the training sequences, but, like, the whole, like, kicking the arrow. Oh, the, the, mm, I didn't like when she killed the bad guy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you should have been dead from the fall anyway, but I just work here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the kicking the arrow and him missing the catch and all that and even Jet Li, which I just now realized was Jet Li while I was looking at IMDb, uh catching the arrow as as the uh emperor or whatever. I'm just like, oh okay. And again, I'm I'm a fan of martial art films, but sometimes it just feels like you're doing it because it's what would be in a martial art like kung fu film and that's not necessarily the right call. You know, um I, I don't know. And I feel like you're right. There's a lot that's not memorable about this movie. So did it really even need to be there? There's the 30 minutes we could have cut off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what? What did they add? That. <sighs> Sorry, that was uh man. You I apologize. Um, it is contagious, <sighs> listeners. Uh, hopefully, you're also young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I you know there is some controversy around the movie too, which I, I haven't done enough reading to like yeah. speak on. I didn't give myself enough time. I'm bad with managing my time. Hi guys, um, to do some research. But like in the animated one, I believe they're 
the Hun, the Huns. Um, I thought so too, but yeah. The villains, and then in this one, they're called something else. And I did not have any time to research that, but I'm very interested in like the difference, or you know, if it's yeah, bad with history. Yeah, so, all that stuff. I mean, we don't we don't like pretend to be experts on that kind of stuff. So we, we're just giving our take on the film. We, we didn't do a lot of additional research. Um, for, uh, Donnie Yen was not on the list uh, from IMDb. Like he's, he must be billed later on. He's not in a lot, but he's such an important actor. I'm surprised he's not on the, the like main page. Uh, but, um, oh, he was. He's the second. I'm so out of it. I am so sorry, listeners. My brain is ready for sleep. Um, and that's why this episode is going to be a little short. Because I got nothing else to say about Mulan. And it doesn't sound like you do either. No. So that's our take on Mulan. It's it's a decent watch. Maybe leaning towards not a total waste of time because it's not like it's not bad. Some of the visual effects are bad. It's a little boring. Um, but if you're a fan of the character or if you just are looking for like, you know, um, a female empowerment type movie, it's not bad. It's just there's better stuff out there. I haven't seen the animated, but it sounds like the animated might be a little bit better. Maybe not. Corey seems a little on the fence about it. I feel like they both have their pluses and minuses and it should be noted they're both designed for a younger audience i would say even this one which is a little more gritty it's still definitely playing towards a younger than us audience maybe not quite as young as the animated but definitely more like 12 13 i think is kind of the the demographic you know i think you're right so with that listeners uh we are done that's our review of mulan we will be back next week with our review of a netflix original rom-com christmas movie that's right folks i had total control over this one it's called holiday um which even the name sends shivers of of concern down my spine but it has a higher rating um on imdb than uh than mulan but it has a lower meta score so it's probably going to be a movie that is cheesy but but engaging because it's christmas so uh it's directed by john white white cell who i don't know but it stars Emma Roberts, who I tend to like, um, and she often does horror films. So I'm intrigued to see her do a uh, Christmas um, rom-com. But it's the premise is fed up with being single on holidays. Two strangers agree to be each other's plutonic plus ones all year long, only to catch real feelings along the way. It says to catch real feelings. Oh, that's the wording, Corey. Oh, my God. Gag. <laughs> Um, but uh, you know, I, I like her. I've seen her in a few things. Um, Kristen Chenoweth is also in this, oh. and uh, she's she's often funny. Um, I think it'll be engaging and funny, and that's all I'm looking for. It's not very long. It's just at the hour forty three uh, mark because it's, it's a rom com. That's what we. That's the that's the target. Um, it is a Netflix original, as I've said probably four times now. So that's where you can watch it. In the meantime, if you like what we're doing, we ask that you take a few minutes, rate and review our podcast on whatever service you use to listen to us, and. If you want to follow us on social media, that's easy enough to do. Corey, where can they find you? Uh, not many places, but at Corey R Star, two hours on the end. And I'm on the Instagram and the Twitter and the letterbox.com at Burke Reviews. And of course, BurkeReviews.com is where you can find all of our podcasts. And when I get to writing some reviews again, it's been a few months. Maybe one day I will. But let's wait till the pandemic's over and school returns to normal before I commit to any writing. Because I am just doing way too much. So... That said, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the rest of this uh, theme as we enter into 2021, hoping for some sense of normalcy to return. 
In the meantime, mask up and keep watching the video. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com.